Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2331 with a release date of Friday, July 1st, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Hams gather for field day in North America and for Friedrichshafen in Germany. A special event honors an amateur radio humanitarian. And look, up in the air, it's Kite Poda. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2331 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline. Amateur Radio's independent, on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Union, Kentucky, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. We begin this week remembering Field Day, from the Ramona Outback Amateur Radio Society in California to the Great South Bay Amateur Radio Club in New York and all points in between. Plus, in Canada, the ARRL Field Day lit up the bands on June 25th and 26th. As always, Field Day put amateur radio on display to the public as visitors everywhere stopped by where clubs and individuals were operating outdoors, curious to learn about the equipment and the antennas, or to watch more code and phone operators in action. In Central Florida, the Lake Monroe Amateur Radio Society got an extra boost from the efforts of a station set up for use by club members who are blind, specifically to make as many CW contacts as possible. The ARRL noted on its website that operators could receive 100 bonus points simply by sharing their details in posts on the ARRL Field Day Facebook group or elsewhere on all social media by using the hashtag ARRLFD. Regardless of the score, for everyone everywhere, it was a day for learning and for fellowship. The ARRL had set a deadline for logs to be submitted by July 26th, so watch for the results. In Europe, Ham Radio Expo made a triumphant return, and Newsline's Ed Durant DD5LP was there. Last weekend saw the 45th Ham Radio Expo in Friedrichshafen, the first after three years of lockdowns and two cancelled events. All were eager to get back to the Neue Messe in Friedrichshafen on Lake Constance in the south of Germany. Turnout was expected to be around 10,000, compared to just under 14,000 in 2019. After the effects of the pandemic and with the current inflation levels, this is not a bad showing. While the main hall seemed a little less full than normal due to the stands of Kenwood and Yesu not being there along with the large Vimo retailer, the the flea market in its two Zeppelin-sized halls was fuller than in 2019. Talking with dealers and manufacturers, I learned they were glad to have, it seems, come through the pandemic. Several, however, said it was close and another lockdown would have meant the end to their businesses. Many are worried about parts supply and while most have stockpiled components, their stock is dwindling. Talking with the National Societies and the IARU, I learned there is concern on how we will keep our band allocations, especially in the microwave frequencies, and a need is seen to have the hobby change and be open to new technologies and possibilities to attract more people. There were positive notes too. The Austrian National Society's president, Michael Zwingel, OE3MZC, was very enthusiastic over several new projects. An institute will be a platform for hams, makers and professionals to work together on new technology projects in Austria. WRAN will supply a way for access from 6 metres, 2 metres and 70 centimetres into the Europe-wide ham net, which is a 2.4 and 5 gigahertz ham radio high-speed RFD. 
data network, a LoRa-based network linking low-power IoT devices using the QO100 satellite, will enable data communications between devices across a third of the world's surface. Overall, there was a very positive feel at Ham Radio 2022, and as this year's motto said, it was indeed a reunion with friends. On Amateur Radio Newsline, we can only bring you a brief overview of the event. For more detailed reports with interviews, take a listen to our friends at icqpodcast.com for their coverage. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm at DD5LP. The man behind the highly successful company Airhorn Technological Operations has become a silent key. Dick Airhorn W4EA, W4ETO, started the company in 1970 and began production of the line of high-power Alpha RF amplifiers so popular in the amateur radio community. Dick was a lifelong ham. Mary Bittner, WB0PXM, told Newsline that Dick and her late husband, the Reverend Paul Bittner, who had held the call sign W0A, had been friends since their Minnesota high school days when they met through a school amateur radio club. She described Dick as a good friend and a man of faith. She said Dick, who was in failing health, died Sunday, June 26th in Virginia. He was 88. A special event is underway to celebrate the life of a ham known globally as a man of adventure and compassion. That story comes to us from Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. The gifts of friendship, humanitarian gestures, and good DX that filled the life of Zoro Mayazawa, JH1AJT, are being celebrated by operators of a month-long special event station, 3 Delta 2 Alpha Juliet Tango, in Fiji through to late July. Zoro, who had cancer, became a silent key in March of this year. Throughout his long amateur radio career, his de-expeditions helped put notable and coveted de-exes in the logbooks of hams around the world. Zorro was also known for his charitable work on behalf of children in Cambodia, Bangladesh, Japan and elsewhere. The special event operators will be on the air using CW, SSB, FT4, FT8 and VAR ACHF digital chat until the 27th of July, which would have been his 73rd birthday. According to the station's page on QRZ.com, the final day on the air will be marked with a farewell party organised by Zorro's widow at one of the schools her husband founded in Fiji. QSL via Clublog. For Amateur Radio Newsline... I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. In Sweden, the Grimton radio station is opening its doors to visitors at last this year, but its historic transmitter must stay off the air. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, has those details. For the first time since the pandemic began, the Alexander Association in Sweden will be welcoming visitors to the Alexanderson Day on Sunday the 3rd of July at the World Heritage Grimiton radio station. Unfortunately, the 98-year-old mechanical transmitter will be unable to get on the air. A note on the association website reports that a shortage of components prevents this Alexanderson Day tradition from happening. The 200-kilowatt transmitter with the call sign SAQ will be started up twice and visitors to the radio station can be present, but no transmission will be made into the top-loaded vertical antenna customarily used for 17 kilohertz transmissions. The 
transmitter was developed by the radio pioneer Ernst Alexanderson of Sweden, who was an engineer at General Electric in the United States. It first went on the air in 1924. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline. Heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the N5OZG repeater in New Orleans, Louisiana, on Sundays at 8 p.m. Get ready for the annual Mad Dash for a clean sweep with the 13 Colonies special event. Jim Dameron, N8TMW, brings us that report. The 13 Colonies special event, one of the amateur radio calendar's most popular activities, starts calling QRZ Friday, July 1st at 1300 UTC. Operators will be based in each of the original 13 U.S. colonies and at bonus stations in England, Pennsylvania, and France. The event runs through July 8th at 0400 UTC. The event honors the original 13 colonies that fought for American independence and honors military veterans and those still active in the service. The 14th annual nonprofit event is also dedicated to Tom Francis, W1TEF, who had served as the state manager for South Carolina, which is using the special event call sign K2L. Tom became a silent key in March of 2020. For further details on the event, including the modes being used, visit the website www.13colonies.us. That's www.numeral1numeral3colonies.us. You can also visit the QRZ page for any of the colonies or for bonus station TM13COL in France, GB13COL in England, and WM3PEN in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, NATMW. One of the more zany on-the-air events is back for its third run. Walmart parking lots on the air will be held on July 2nd from 0100 to 2359 Zulu to coincide with the birthday of the famous chain of American stores. The exchange must take place on an amateur radio satellite and include the call sign in either the Walmart store number or grid square. Activators or associates, as they are called by the event organizers, are asked to use the store number to reduce duplicate contacts. Rules and award information are online at wmplota.org. So don't miss out on bonuses like the birthday special or the MacGyver. Put on your pajamas and aluminum foil hat, grab the rig, and head to a store parking lot near you. South Africa has announced its newest licensed radio amateurs. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, has that report. South Africa has welcomed its newest amateur radio operators following exam sessions for Class A and B licenses that were held recently. The 74 who took the Class A exam on May 21st successfully completed its 60 multiple choice test questions according to the South African Radio League. The Class A license permits a maximum of 400 watts of power. A Class B exam was held on the 11th of June, hosted by the Z. S3ZU Hammies. All seven young operators who took the 30-question exam passed. To mark the occasion, three of the new amateurs took part in the Hammy Sprint, being held the next day, Sunday the 12th of June, running the ZS3ZU station. 
The Class B licence, issued to operators younger than 21, permits a maximum output of 100 watts of power on HF, VHF and UHF bands. The licence is only valid until holders reach their 25th birthday. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. A workshop held jointly by groups in India and Japan took an in-depth look at communicating with the press during disasters. We have more details from John Williams, VK4JJW. Amateur radio operators were among those in attendance during a disaster risk workshop held jointly on Friday, June 24th by organizations in India and Japan. Attendees were there to tackle the challenge of communicating with the press about disasters. Specialists from Japan and India teamed up for the full day of presentations hosted by the Press Club of Kolkata. Both nations' governments gave their support to the event, which also marked 70 years of diplomatic relations between Japan and India. Described as a media sensitization program, Program, it united responders, government agencies and media managers to discuss various aspects of handling information and news coverage about risks during disasters. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm John Williams, VK4JJW. In the world of DX, Rafael NN3RP will be active from Granada, Nicaragua as YN2RP during July 5th. He will be operating on the HF bands, FM satellites, and will be using FT8, FT4, CW Ready, VARAC, and SSB, QSL via Logbook of the World and EQSL. Be listening for Pete, ZL4TE, operating as E51RMP from the Cook Islands during July 14th through 21st. Although he will mainly be on Rarotonga, he will make a side trip to Atataki, IOTA number OC083, on July 18th and 19th. Be listening on the HF bands. He will be QRP, QSL to Pete's home call. First-time contest participant VK5KI will be on the air for the Radio Society of Great Britain's IOTA contest from Kangaroo Island, IOTA number OC139, off South Australia's coast from Friday, July 29th to Sunday, July 31st. The station will operate in CW and sideband before the contest be listening on 80 meters through 10 meters. During the contest, be listening on 80, 40, 20, 15, and 10 meters. QSL via Charles M0OXO. Be listening also for KL7RRC from Kiska Island in a 070 during the RSGB IOTA contest on July 30th and 31st. Send QSLs to N7RO. For our final story, we introduce a radio amateur who is lucky enough to have found a way to combine two things she really loves, amateur radio and flying kites. Mike Askins, KE5CXP, tells us about her adventures in Kite Poda. Lisa Neuschler, KC1YL, has found a way to string together her parks on the air contacts from as close to her Florida home as Texas and as far away as the western states, the Caribbean and Europe. That's because the string she uses is the string of a kite. The kite enthusiast launched her first high-flying ham radio antenna in October of last year on Florida's east coast with friends. Back home on Florida's west coast near Tampa, she and her small team have done eight kite activations since that time. This past March, she was on Florida's Honeymoon Island when she achieved her first POTA kite-to-kite contact with another team that also brought their kite there. Lisa told Newsline that she credits 
Court de Haas, KB5PRZ, with inspiring her lofty goals after she learned that the Texas amateur accomplished his QSO with her in 2016 while she was still living in Connecticut using an antenna on a kite over the Gulf of Mexico. Now she runs along the Florida beaches with a pota kite team of her own, including Julie, NF1T, Jack, W1BBU, and others. Her next challenge is a longer-distance pota kite-to-kite contact with her friend Paul, W1IP, in Connecticut. Their first attempt on June 13th was scrapped by insufficient wind on Paul's local beach. Lisa made 95 regular POTA contacts that day using her kite antenna, but none were made with Paul, so they're trying again on July 11. Lisa told Newsline, quote, You have to be happy when you're holding a kite string, end quote. No doubt she'll be even happier if on that day the wind helps carry her ambition to reality. You might even say it will be uplifting. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Mike Askins, KE5CXP. With thanks to the Alexanderson Association, ARRL, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, Eham.net, Facebook, Mary Bittner, WB0PXM, OhioPendX, QRZ.com, the Ramona Sentinel, South African Radio League, Southgate Amateur Radio News, ShortwaveRadio.de, 13 Colonies Special Event, WESH Channel 2, and you are listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all volunteer nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Union, Kentucky, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights reserved.